Hi there, and welcome to Proverbs 31 Wannabe, where we discuss biblical womanhood in our constantly busy and sometimes crazy daily life. I'm Alexis Heeslip, and as a wife and mother of two, I am always striving and praying to be a Proverbs 31 woman of faith. Can you believe that it's already Lent? It's already 40 days before Easter. This time has just flown by. And something has come to my mind that I want to talk to you guys about today. And that is fasting with your little ones, fasting as a family during this season of preparation for Easter. But what does that look like? Why should we fast? What examples of fasting do we have? Today, we are going to be diving into those things. So let's dive on in, y'all, and see how we can fast with your little ones. So the first thing that we need to consider is this question. Why do we need to fast? Why is fasting important? Why, as Christians, should we be looking to fasting as a tool? Um, After doing a lot of research, it's been really interesting to rediscover fasting. I grew up in a Catholic home, and fasting is something that we would do every Friday on Lent. But it was only during Lent we would give up meat uh, on Fridays. And although I knew why we did it, because Friday is the day that Jesus died on the cross, There wasn't any deeper explanation as to the power of fasting and why fasting can bring us closer to God. It was just, you got to do it because you got to do it. So the first reason that I want to talk about why we should fast is because it is an opportunity for us to draw uh, closer to God Now, you're probably wondering, well, how does that work? How does fasting work? Well, first of all, when you fast, you are taking away things that are physical and you are offering up your hunger, you're offering up your discomfort to God so that he can draw you in or draw you back to him. And I think there's something really beautiful about that. Um, I don't know about you, but I've got a lot going on in my day-to-day life. And I feel like it's so easy to get distracted from what's really important. There are so many things that the world says that we have to be doing. We we have to be keeping up with the latest and greatest technology. We have to be on it with the best parenting skills. We have to be in the know of what's going on in the world at all times. And that's kind of exhausting. But through all of these things that we have quote unquote have to do our focus gets taken away from what is really important and fasting is a fabulous tool to help us recenter our focus back to Jesus and that's 
the biggest reason why you should fast. Um, there are other smaller reasons why you can fast. Um, it can help you uh, draw to your attention the need for repentance. Um, it can be a moment of humbling experience for you because the focus turns away from yourself and the focus gets put back to God. And it makes you realize what you're prioritizing in your life. What are you putting in your life that could be an idol? It kind of, fasting kind of helps you um, reevaluate those importances and and things like that in your life. Now, there are some things that fasting shouldn't be. Fasting is so much more than just giving up uh, your favorite dessert or chocolate for 40 days. Because that's hollow. There's no meaning behind of uh, giving that up. It's superficial. And it's... It's so much more than just doing something because everybody else is doing it or doing something because you want to look good for doing it. No, fasting is not about that. Fasting is about humbling yourself before God and realizing that, hey, I need some help in some areas. Um... I'm not focusing my energy on the right things. And Jesus, I need your help. And, you know, what's really great is that the Lord doesn't leave us without guides for how to fast. The Lord doesn't leave us without his thoughts on fasting. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus indicates in his conversation that he was having that we should be fasting. Um, He makes a statement, when you fast. He doesn't say, if you fast. He says, when you fast. And um, to me, that's a big indication that fasting is something that we should be doing more often. And it's something that here in the United States, and I think a lot of the Western world, fasting is just something that we have lost. And that's really sad because as we are going to talk about, it is such a beautiful and humbling way to connect to our creator. And I'm going to give you guys some examples in scripture of how different people fasted and the impact it had on themselves, on their community, and even civilizations as a whole. It's really exciting stuff. So let's dive on into that. The first example of fasting in scripture that I wanted to direct you guys to is found in Esther. Now, I had to start off with one of my favorite examples because Esther is a story that has always resonated with me ever since I was a little girl. 
it's also a story that we are all so familiar with. But I feel like the essence of fasting in this story is something that can be overlooked by us modern day readers of the story. So as we all know, Esther is queen of Persia. And Haman, her husband's advisor, hates the Jewish people and has ordered them to all be destroyed in all of Persia. And Esther's uncle Mordecai, who raised her, has begged her to go talk to the king. And so Esther, in her wisdom, in her time of crisis, turns to the Lord and she prayed and fasted for three days. You see, this is a great example of of fasting um, and it's at a time where Esther was scared. Esther didn't know what was going to happen. She didn't know if her husband was going to listen to her or put her to death for coming to him without being asked. And she had to put her full trust into the Lord. And in order to do that, she humbled herself before God. She made herself uncomfortable. And she fasted and she prayed. And because of her courage and her prayer, she knew the right thing to do for such a time as this. And she was able to save her people from destruction. Another beautiful example of fasting in scripture can be found in 2 Chronicles chapter 20 with Jehoshaphat and Israel. And Jehoshaphat was scared. This is another time where someone in the Bible was scared and he was a king. Just like Esther, he was in a position of great importance. But did he rely on himself? Did he try to do the hard things on his own? No, he didn't. There was groups of different people coming up to destroy him and to destroy the people. And he humbled himself before God instead of trying to figure it out on his own. And he told all of Israel to fast. And so the whole land fasted. And because of that, he prayed and cried out to the Lord And reminded the Lord of his promises. And because of that, the people were saved. What a powerful story that shows us the power of fasting and prayer. Another example um, of fasting in the Bible can be found in the book of Daniel. In chapter 10. Um, What's really interesting and cool about this passage 
is that many people use these verses of scripture to do a, a Daniel fast, a 21-day um, fast where they ate no rich food or meat or drinking. And um, so Daniel, he ate no rich food. He did not eat meat or wine or drink wine. He did not anoint himself with oil for three weeks because he was concerned about a war that was coming and he needed to be able to advise the king. And that just shows you again even though Daniel was in a position of high authority and power, he humbled himself before the Lord because he realized that he shouldn't be making these type of decisions without the Lord guiding him in his steps. And here's really the best example that we can find in scripture of all of fasting and the power of fasting and that is when our God Jesus himself fasted and this is the beauty of fasting especially during Lent because we're going to follow out Jesus's example so in Matthew chapter 4 we read then Jesus was led out into the wilderness by the spirit to be tempted by the devil After he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are God, tell these stones to become bread. But he replied, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him into the holy city and placed him on the highest point of the temple. If you are God, he said, then throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall command his angels concerning you, and upon their hands shall they lift you up, so that you might not strike your foot against the stone. Jesus said to him again, It is written, You will not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil takes him to a very high mountain and shows him all the kingdoms of the world in their glory. And he said to him, All these things I will give you if you fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Go away, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only will you serve. Then the devil leaves him, and behold, the angels came and began to take care of him. You see, It is so beautiful that Jesus fasted for 40 days. Even though he was fully God and is fully God, he is also fully man. So he was tired. He was hungry. He understands the physical exhaustion that fasting can have on the body. But through this fasting, through this prayer, he drew closer to the Father. And he was able to resist the temptations of the devil. And that is what he wants us to do in our lives. He wants us to be prepared and rely on him so that when times of temptation, when times of 
hurt when times of stress come that we remember the words of the Lord. We remember scripture. We remember the promises of God and we do not falter. And that is just a beautiful thing to think about when looking as to why you should fast. So now we've talked about why we should fast and examples of scripture of people who have fasted and the outcomes of their fasting and prayer. But here's the the heart of the matter. How um, do you want to fast with your children? How can we implement this into these next 40 days of turning back to God and preparing our hearts for Easter? Well, the first thing you'll want to do is explain to your children, just like I talked to you about why we are going to fast as a family. And you can do this very easily. And you can pray about this as a family. And there are many different things that you can do as a family to fast. It doesn't just have to be about uh, food. There are different things you can fast from as well. For example, choose something that as a family you feel like is getting in between you and your relationship with God. For example, TV can become an idol for many people, myself included. So instead of having family TV time, um, pray as a family for during that 30 minutes instead. Another thing that you can do um, during this fast is you can try out having a simple meal once a week, maybe on a Friday, maybe not. If having it on a Friday helps you to remember the, the agony of the crucifixion and help you remember the joy of the resurrection, then do it on a Friday. But it doesn't have to be on a Friday. Um, so I'm going to do meatless Fridays in our home during this time of Lent to help remind me and my family of the sacrifices that Jesus made for us. But you could also just do it on whatever day of the week works out best for you and your family. And another thing that you could do is use this time of fasting and praying as a time where you can go out and serve those in need in your community. Maybe one Saturday, you and your kids can go visit um, people who are in a nursing home who don't have the ability to go out and about into the community. Let them talk with these older people Let them play a game with these older people. That would bring so much joy to those people who aren't able to get out anymore because of their health. Another thing that you can do to serve your community during this time is to volunteer in a soup kitchen. Let your children have the opportunity with you to help those who are less fortunate than you are. Um, Another thing that you can do is to 
have your children come together and make a special donation. Uh, for example, maybe you want to get together some supplies for your local pregnancy center to help out um, women who are in need, who don't have the support of family. Um, that's a way to bless somebody else. But remember, the biggest thing when doing this with your family is that this isn't about feeling good. This isn't a pride thing. This isn't to make yourselves feel better and to look good. It's not a competition with other people. This is an opportunity for you as a family to grow closer to God together. And that's what makes fasting as a family with your little ones so beautiful is that we can grow as a family closer to the Lord during this time of Lent. And I hope that you take some of these ideas and try them out for yourself. Before we finish, I'm just feeling um, that it's been put on my heart to pray for you guys as we enter into this beautiful season of Lent. Um, Dear God, thank you so much for this opportunity of remembering and honoring the beautiful sacrifice that you made with your son Jesus on the cross so that we can have eternal life with you. Lord, I pray that throughout these next 40 days that we are able to draw nearer to you through fasting, through praying, through interacting with all members in our community, Lord. And I pray that through these next 40 days that our focus turns back to you because you are what matter most. I thank you for the gift of um, having a relationship with you, Lord, because none of this would matter if we weren't able to have a relationship with you and if we didn't have the opportunity of having eternal life with you. Thank you, Lord, for your son, Jesus. Lord, thank you for this opportunity to remind ourselves of what matters most. We love you, Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to Proverbs 31 Wannabe. We hope you enjoyed the program. If you enjoy our show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Find us on Instagram and Facebook. And check out our website at www.proverbs31wannabe.com. We would love to hear from you, especially in the comments. Please be sure to come back next week as we discuss giving back, ways that you and your family can give back to our beautiful communities that we have. Until then, this is Alexis Heeslip, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. God bless.